0: are listening to the Calvary Church podcast where each episode features a life transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services and now let's join a service that's already in progress we celebrate those who bring life and bring love to our community as was mentioned already on Thursday morning of this week here in Cincinnati we were reminded of the importance of those who speak life to our community while we face trouble and difficulty all around us, there are people, there are people who look not to just take life, but who seek to bring life into our community. I honor those first responders in our city today who literally responded to the call to speak life. On that Thursday morning, shortly after the shooting I was in a meeting at the city of Springdale Municipal Building with Chief Mathis and the city health commissioner and a few other local pastors and community leaders, and we were talking not just about the issues that plague our city, but the opportunity to provide answers and a response to those with those issues. And while the news may fill us with reports of chaos, today we sit in this room with leaders and individuals who realize that we are not without hope and that we can make a difference. And somebody said amen. amen. Now, if you're not used to saying amen in your church, that's okay. You can be Pentecostal for a day. <laughs> we, we enjoy a good response, and so I just want to warn you that ahead of time. <laughs> Jesus gave us a very compelling parable that I would like us to consider today. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 31, says another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches." I think there are some things we can take away from this parable as it relates to this idea of speaking life. First, we find a man who sowed into his field. A man. God's kingdom is not made up of supernatural just supernatural beings. God's kingdom is not just going to be accomplished through some other worldly entities. God's kingdom is accomplished by humanity in partnership with divinity. If the work of God is going to be accomplished, it will be accomplished by ordinary people who have purposed their heart to sow seed. As Jesus' disciples walked with him, they thought he would be setting up a earthly kingdom. They were excited by the prospect of him setting down and coming and living forever on earth and the kingdom being set in its place. But Jesus did something remarkable. He left the earth with the kingdom of God unfinished, and he put into our hands the capacity to do His work here on the earth. Ever tried to involve your kids in the work that you're doing? It's a nightmare. (laughs) When we were youth pastors at a church in Groveport, Turnpoint Church in Groveport, we were tasked with remodeling a youth center there. And so we had to knock out walls, we had to put in drywall and finish the project, and we painted. And we thought it would be a great idea, Brenda, if we invited the young people to help us with that project. In theory, it's great, but in practicality, it was a little bit messy. It didn't quite turn out exactly as we probably envisioned and, and that's absolutely what happened with the kingdom of God. That he trusted us so much. He left earth to allow us to make his kingdom come to pass on the earth. And we realize that he literally trusted us to do his work. He could have stayed on the earth. He could have remained here and made it all happen himself. He was doing a pretty good job for three and a half years. But he decided to put it in our hands. And this parable teaches us that a mason sowed into his field. John chapter 14, 12, this is an amazing passage to me. Jesus says this most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do. Also, but he doesn't just leave it there. You're not just going to repeat it. He says, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And he thought we were capable of doing something great. You're sitting here today, not just as some accident in the cosmic scheme of things. You're here today because God thinks you're capable of helping further his kingdom. And so it says, a man sowed, not into a field, into his field. He sowed into his field. This was not just an, a haphazard approach to planting, like driving down 275 with a bucket of seed and tossing it out the window as you go by. No, this was a personal planting Sometimes I think we can get overwhelmed by all the incredible needs around us We drive around trying to throw our energy into as many different things as possible We troll and we scroll through social media seeing all the needs that are represented typing in praying for you and I Wonder if sometimes we're paralyzed by the enormity of all the issues, thinking there is no way I can really make a difference. But the seed, the seed, the real effort has to be planted, not just haphazardly, but in your field. This person that planted the mustard seed, he planted it in his personal space, You're right, you won't be able to make a difference everywhere, but you can make a difference somewhere. Let me say that again. You can't make a difference everywhere, but you can make a difference somewhere. And this man planted in his field. And what's within your reach today? What's within your reach to do? And so this man sowed a mustard seed in his field. And Jesus called the mustard seed the least of all the seeds. The mustard seed, literally one of the smallest seeds in the world. I gave you a mustard seed today on the card that I gave you as they passed that out today. You'll find it on there. It's somewhere in the white circle. Taped to the white circle is a mustard seed. It's not much to speak of It's not very impressive It's not real significant But therein lies the power of the parable What we have to give Doesn't have to seem like a whole lot It seems pretty insignificant Compared to a big tree Or other great things in the world This little mustard seed And sometimes the things that we see around us or the capability that sometimes we think we have seems insignificant compared to the absolute chaos and the troubles around us. How could my little effort make a difference? How could one bed or one meal make a difference in homelessness? How could my little contribution to Soul Ministries Food Pantry really help in the big scheme of things? How can my hour a month or hour a week at Edge Teen Center really do anything? How can me being an organ donor really make a difference? But you see, it's not about just what we think it is. It's the power that's in the mustard seed. It's what's The potential that rests in it. And you and I today have more potential than we realize. Jesus told us that every effort, every little effort matters. In Matthew chapter 25, he said "Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry... And you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. The least of these, the least seed, the least potential. If you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And so we realize that the mustard seed, like all seed, is designed by our creator to do more than it appears Seed is remarkably engineered by our Creator to grow into something exponentially larger than its inaugural form. Simply put, a mustard seed grows into a mustard tree. The mustard seed becomes a mustard tree, reaching a height of 20 feet. And as tall as it is, it can get as wide that that one little seed that seed that's on that card in your hand today has the capacity to stretch upward and outward beyond what is seemingly possible from that little seed that simple seed now becomes as the scripture says a place where the birds of the air come and nest in its branches that simple seed now becomes something that brings protection from the elements For the weary, branches that are far-reaching, food for the hungry, the fruit is produced that is eaten for survival, and it creates more seed, the capability for more trees to be realized. And our small effort, while it might not seem like much, can have far-reaching implications Your involvement in organizations like these represented today have far-reaching implications. We have the capacity, no matter how insignificant you may feel in this room today, we have the capacity to speak life in more places than we realize. And in Jesus Christ, as I come to a close today, in Jesus Christ, we find the parable of the mustard seed. God became a man in the form of Jesus Christ. The work of redemption required a man. The majestic, all-powerful God took on the lowly position of a man. Philippians 2.5 said it like this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. He became a man. Isaiah 53 said he wasn't just a man, but he was the lowest of men. Isaiah 53 said for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. While Jesus did incredible things on the earth, there came a point in which he actually became insignificant like a seed. Philippians 2.8 says it like this, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Literally, when a seed is planted, it dies. It ceases to be what it was. And Jesus, the man became the mustard seed became planted in the ground to the point of death but we realize that Jesus didn't stay a seed in the ground but after his death he came up out of the ground and i submit to be a great tree of life to bear fruit to bring healing to the nations 1st corinthians 15:20 says but now christ is risen from the dead. We sang about it today. But Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death and by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, the first man, all die. Even so in Christ all shall be made alive. The good news Today is that while Jesus died, like a seed, he was buried, he rose again, that you and I can have life and life more abundantly. I close today, pointing us towards Jesus Christ as our example of what it means to speak life. We have this opportunity today to be partakers with him. And not just find some temporary life. The scripture says to find eternal life. We do this by identifying with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. The apostle Peter stood up at the inauguration of the church after Jesus had ascended into heaven. And he told a group of people who had gathered that day. And they were asking, what should we do with our lives? What are we supposed to do? Peter said to them, repent. Repent. Turn from the direction that you're going. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. To be buried, as Paul said, in baptism. To go down. And he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, Peter said, to those I'm talking to in this moment. But it's not just for you. It's for your children. And it's for all who are far off. A hundred years from now. Two hundred, five hundred, a thousand. To the 21st century, this promise is still being realized. That we have the opportunity to not just repent, to put our faith in Jesus Christ, not to just be buried. We have a baptismal back there to be buried in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. But we have the ability to walk in newness of life through the power of the Holy Spirit. We literally can come up out of the ground and walk in newness of life so that we can become a tree of hope for reaching out to our society, reaching out to our community, being love, being light to those who are in need. And he said, I've got this life for you. And you can find it in what he called a new birth. It's a new birth, he told Nicodemus that you must be born again. And if you have not had the opportunity to surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, today is an opportunity for you to not just hear about life, but begin to speak life. Jesus said to a woman, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And maybe today you feel that you have a great relationship with Jesus Christ. And you've repented, you've experienced a new birth, you've been baptized, you've received his spirit. I would challenge you today that... As our dear Bishop Pasley II would say, Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to say you're sorry. He died on the cross so your life could be absolutely transformed to make a difference in other people's lives. Would you stand with me this morning? I believe that God can touch your life in a tremendous way today. If you're hungry for God, there's something in you that desires more of God. I'm going to pray in just a moment. And I wonder if you would extend your heart. You'd extend your heart to say, God, I want to surrender to you. I don't know what it all means. I don't know how it's all going to end up. But I want to do that today And so maybe you want to repent of your sins Maybe there's somebody here today That you want to Obey the scripture and be baptized In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ For the forgiveness The Bible says of your sins Or maybe you're here and you want to receive The baptism of the Holy Spirit You want to receive that life-giving spirit And what makes us Pentecostal Let's just be honest if you're not aware we believe that when somebody receives the spirit that it's accompanied with as the bible shows us time after time evidence of speaking in another tongue and that's not to weird you out or make you feel a lot of pressure but the bible says the tongue is the most unruly member of the body and i believe that as he said he prophesied that i will with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to my people. That he will come into our lives. And you can have that experience of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit that way. And you too, you can speak great things. And for those of us maybe who have experienced that or have turned our life to Jesus Christ we acknowledge that I hope today brought a challenge to you that while we can sit in our comfortable homes and we can watch the news and we can scroll through the media feeds of all the things that are happening around us that each one of us represents a seed a seed of opportunity that can make a difference not everywhere but somewhere and I hope that you'll Today, go over and look at those organizations. See what you can be involved in. If one of those organizations isn't something that maybe interests you, there are literally hundreds of organizations around this city that are making a difference. And if you don't find one that fits your burden, maybe it's the Lord that's saying you need to start an organization. You need to start something that is going to make a difference somewhere. Somewhere. And so I want to pray for us in closing. I want us to pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, God, for your kindness. I thank you for your goodness. God, we come to this moment today. We come, God, looking at your word that calls us, calls us to greater things, calls us to do greater things than even you accomplished here on earth. And it's hard to fathom that. It's hard to wrap our brains around it. But, Lord, you're just calling us to be who you've called us to be, to be where we're supposed to be. God, I'm praying for courage today. I'm praying, God, for maybe a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. God, that falls on us, that says we have the capacity to do more. God, not to just create busyness in our life, but, Lord, because we see that there are lives that we can make a difference in. God, if we'll bury the mustard seed and we'll allow it to grow, it will provide protection. It will provide shelter. It will, God, provide life for people. And I'm praying for that courage today. I pray for those who maybe haven't surrendered to you completely. They haven't given their heart to you. They haven't made you Lord. They haven't made you Savior. I pray today there would be something in them that would desire to do that. God, bless us today. Bless our time together God, we love you today. We honor you today. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you want special prayer today, maybe you just need the Lord to touch and intervene in your life, maybe for healing, or you just need an answer from the Lord direction, I want you to lift your hand today while eyes are closed. We have hands across this building amen. We have needs that are represented. I wonder if we would pray together. We would pray together that the Lord would speak, the Lord would touch in this place today. God, I pray right now. That's it. Let us pray together. God, we thank you for this great opportunity, this great opportunity, God, to lift one another up, to care for one another through prayer. God, I'm praying today that there would be a refreshing that would come. There would be an encouragement that would come among us today that you would accomplish a great work, that you would do something that only you can do. We surrender to you completely. We surrender these situations, Lord, to you. We surrender these hurts and these pains, and in everything that we have, Lord, we surrender it to you. I pray that you would help us today. You would strengthen us, Lord, today. Let us feel your nudge. Let us feel your touch today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.